Welcome to the Chiefs Bros Podcast. My name's Andrew. I'm sitting here with Jonathan. Jonathan, how are you feeling right now? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Let me tell you who's not feeling so good. People who had to play Derrick Henry last week. You mean like in real life or in fantasy football? Either one. I'm pretty sure he could inflict physical pain through the fantasy mechanism. Yeah. Did anyone check on Micah Hyde after that game? Uh, I think he just he's a, he's a greasy spot on the football field now, I think. <laughs> Certainly seems that way. It's like trying to tackle an actual tractor. Well, they, that's what they call him. Tractorcito? Tractorcito. Yeah, it means it means little tractor. He's not even a little tractor. He's just a normal-sized tractor. Well, I mean, tractors are really big, and he's human-sized, so. Yeah. So that's who the Chiefs get to play this week. Um, my preview is that Derrick Henry's really good. All right, that's it. We'll see you all next week. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, like and subscribe. This has another, been another smashing episode. <laughs> well, there are other Titans, I assume, yep. right? But mostly the Chiefs are going to play Derrick Henry. Yep, fighting yeah. Derrick Henrys. Yeah, pretty much. The rest of the team is just there to support Derrick Henry. They're kind of like his pit crew, right? He's the tractor. You're running over yeah. everybody. Everyone else is changing his oil. and He's coming in, do the Yeah, do the tire thing. Getting going. You gotta change the big tractor tires, you know. Changes the oil. Yeah. No, there actually are other players, though. I guess we'll have to talk to them. Yeah. All right. So the Chiefs play the Titans this week. It's a noon game, I believe. Yep. Correct. This is in Tennessee, and then Nashville. Yep. Um, Which again, my theory is that the Chiefs play better on the road. We're road road warriors. Man, so far it's been true, hasn't it? We're like raiders. We're we're good at like going out and pillaging other people's places, but we're not good at defending our home. Hmm. We're like Vikings. It's a little bit like the actual raiders who don't have an actual home. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Or the Chargers. I meant like the like you know dis, the like disambiguation section of raiders. So like the, I had no connection to the non Vegas Las Vegas raiders. Okay. No. Because for a minute there, it's not like you said the Chiefs like the Raiders, and that no, 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 blasphemous. Those are yeah. Don't clip that. Okay, all right. <laughs> In, within the context, um, so as I look at how the Chiefs match up against the Tennessee Titans, I mean, obviously the best the matchup is the worst run defense in the league. Probably still true, I would assume, for the Chiefs against the best rushing tag in the league. So we're going to find out if running backs matter this week. You know, we we haven't been killed by the run in a long time, though. Um, it hasn't been really since the Ravens game. See, my theory is that teams only don't run on the Chiefs if they can pass against the Chiefs. So it's like, if the passing game is that easy, why would you run it? Yeah. But that's what the Ravens do, because that's all they can do. But, I don't know. I feel like... like yeah, we've gotten by the last couple of weeks. And we had a really good game against the, the, the footballs who are a good offense, I would say. I really yeah. do think that. Wait, well, they're okay. They can put 30 on most people. Mm, are we talking about the Washington football team? They can put 30 on some people. Okay. Like the Giants. I feel like I'm really high on Taylor Heineke in the Washington offense. But, I would, no, I would not say Okay, that. listen, I'm not saying he's good. I'm saying he scores points. They can put up double digits on anyone. Including us. Yes. Yeah. That's that's all I'm prepared to say about them. Yeah. But anyway, that was in the past. That was last week. So yeah, to me, this game, I don't, want, I don't want to reduce it too much, but this will come down to if the Chiefs run defense of, you know, this year against the Browns and the Ravens shows up, or if the Chiefs run defense of old, by which I mean 2019 and parts of 2020, shows up and is like relatively competent. Stuffing the run. Yes. Which do you think we're going to get? I think it could go either way. Uh, I'm thinking two like past games that we've had against the Derrick Henrys um, in like the 2019. I believe the last game that we lost that year was against the Titans, and he just ran all over us. Yeah, but we kind of got our revenge later in the year. Well, yeah, that was the following game where we actually did a really good job of shutting him down. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing that I've heard the the players say back then, and I've heard it again this week, is their kind of mantra for stopping Derrick Henry is you have to kill the engine. Again. Would you like to know what that means? The tractor analogy works yeah. perfectly. What's Tractors the have engines. What's the engine? The engines are his legs. Because as the classic saying goes, you can't run if you don't have any legs. That's true. These are all true facts that you're saying. 
Oh, okay. So you killed the engine. Yeah. So basically what they're saying is like you can't tackle him by like his waist or above. No. You have to get his legs out from underneath him to stop him. Of course, the Chiefs talking about tackling anyone is a little bit rich because we led the league in missed tackles for a long time this year. Well, you know what they say, uh, you learn more through failure. So we're very learned on tackling. So, so we know a lot about yes. tackling and or not tackling. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. Um, yeah, I feel like there were a lot of teams who thought they knew how to contain Derrick Henry. It kind of reminds me of the, uh, the, gosh, what's the guy's name? Mike Tyson, his quote, where everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like that. Everybody's got a plan until Derrick Henry's. Yeah, until Derrick Henry runs your all-star safety over in the backfield. Yeah. Okay, but we were joking about this, but there actually are other players. So just stepping back for a moment and looking at the Titans as a team, Mm -hmm. just kind of where they're at right now, their defense is really bad. Like, as bad as the Chiefs' defense, I think. Yeah, did they really stop the Bills, or did they just kind of contain them on that very last play? the Bills put up, like, what, 30-plus points on them? Yeah. So, on the one hand, you could look at it from that and say that was not really an impressive performance, but they were kind of, they were kind of optimistic, or (laughs) not optimistic, (laughs) opportunistic. There we go. That's the word I was going for. And they kind of game up with some key stops when they really needed them to. It was probably the best performance they had was uh, Monday night against the Bills. Mm-hmm. That being said, they lost even more corners from their already bad secondary. Yeah, they were down to like a strict backup, right? So I could see this being a game where Mahomes is just bombs away all day long. Yeah, it feels like they don't really have the talent to execute the roof defense. I don't think so. So I'm really not worried about our offense, the matchup of our offense versus their defense. I think it's a complete mismatch. And I'll, I've got some keys to the game later on, but uh, I really don't think, I don't think it's going to be an issue as long as we don't get the bad Chiefs. We've seen them uh, past weeks. Yeah, so let's talk about reasons to believe that the Chiefs... Well, okay, for one, if they can knock out the turnovers, that the offense is performing at like an all-world level. Yeah, we lead the league in points per drive. Remember I was talking like a week or two ago about yeah. how points per drive is like, that's the statistic that means more to me than like anything else. Mm-hmm. We lead the league in it. So all these people are like, ooh, what's wrong with the Chiefs offense? Turnovers. It would be it's great. It's literally just that. It'd be great if we had one week without an interception. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Or let's put it this way. Um, one of these bullcrap interceptions where like it bounces off someone's hand or someone. We got one of those last week. Someone, I know we did. Or if, some, if someone, no, I'm talking about like the Chiefs. If we had one week without a weird interception against the Chiefs. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, just one week. I think it's like, um, I think you get one turnover per game for the offense. Yeah. It's like you get okay. one, spend it wisely, then don't do any more. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about the other side of the ball, though? The defense, uh, Chiefs defense versus Titans offense. This is probably the more interesting matchup and maybe the most important one. Um, their offense, it's kind of hard to judge it this year because they've dealt with a lot of injuries. And they've had a weird season. Um, we just kind of want to recap some of their games. They got completely blown out of the water by the Cardinals in week one. And like Chandler Jones was getting like five sacks on them. Which doesn't look so bad now because the Cardinals are one of the better teams in the league. Well, I, I got some thoughts on the Cardinals, Andrew. Boy, okay. But uh, we'll get to that later. So that was a weird game for them. It was bad. It was terrible. And then they lost both of their receivers. Not like lost them, but they were out for a game. And they played the Jets. And they lost to the Jets. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, they're terrible. But then they killed the Colts. And then they you know, snuck out a hard-fought victory against the Bills. So now everyone's thinking, oh, they're actually might be really good. Mm-hmm. So they've had a very weird season so far, kind of similar to us, where it's like, felt like they were underperforming from yeah. where they should be. So um, all that's to say is their offense is kind of hard to judge right now, but uh, it really runs through Derrick Henry, and it runs off of the play action that they run off of that. Yeah, this hasn't been a great year for Tannehill, has it? No. No, no it's been pretty rough for him. I mean, like you pointed out, they've had some, some injuries to deal with. I think A.J. Brown's been in and out of the, of the lineup this year. Um, Do you hear what happened to him? No. So, like, a day or two before the Bills game, he goes and gets some Chipotle, as mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. 
Well, he gets some problems from the Chipotle, some food poisoning, I think is what they said. I don't know what exactly mm-hmm. that means, he but... Did Lamar Jackson shots? Uh, maybe. Okay. So anyways, he was dealing with that all the game. Uh, Derrick Henry had a hilarious quote where he said the MVP was whoever stocked up on toilet paper at the facility that week. <laughs> um, and then I, I saw a tweet from him like just today saying that like he still was dealing with it and couldn't like keep food down. Ugh. So he's in a rough way. Uh, I don't think he'll be getting any sponsorships with Chipotle anytime soon because he basically blasted them. <laughs> oh, man. That's, so what you deal with. that's what he's dealing with right now. Yeah. And then, it's amazing he's been as good as he has been. And Julio, he had a bit of a hammy in the last game, so I don't think he's going to be in there either. So they're going to be kind of banged up on offense, and they have that um, their left tackle, I think it's the left tackle, Taylor Lewan, had that scary concussion, uh, basically got knocked out. So he's, I don't, I don't think there's any chance he's going to play either. Okay, but banged up offensive lines are kind of our kryptonite this year somehow. <laughs> Weirdly enough, yeah, I've I've completely at a point now where when I see like a banged up offensive line, I don't get excited. Yeah, but I've done that too many times and had absolutely nothing happen. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what scares me about the Titans. You mentioned it, the play play action pass, because that's what really got us when we played the Browns. And I know that was a, a weird game, right? We won. You can't take anything away from it. But the Browns had a dominant rushing attack, which the Titans have, and then had a good play action game off of that. Yeah, they're similar offenses, really. Yeah, um, I don't, I'm not sure whose passing game is better between the Browns and Titans. It might it's be the Titans. Maybe the Titans it's now. It's definitely the Titans. Yeah, bit. yeah. Um, so Tannehill is better than people give him credit for. Yeah, I think he he kind of got stuck with the tag of being like just a play action passer, mm-hmm. kind of similar to Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's kind of true. I, I don't think he, like, if you look at his efficiency numbers, they're, like, off the charts, and I don't think he's, like, that much better than everyone else. I think that was mostly play-action stuff. Mm-hmm. But he is a good quarterback, even when he just needs to drop back and throw it. Now, how is he in terms of scrambling? Like, is this one of the players? The, the Chiefs' pass rush is all about getting someone off the spot. And if they can make plays outside of that, then it seems to be poison for the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that is not going to be a huge problem for us. He is kind of mobile, but not, I wouldn't call him a scrambler. I think he's a little bit like Alex Smith, where if he sees he's got like a half a field to work with, he'll go run for the first down marker. Yeah. But you're not like really worried about Ryan Tannehill killing you with a rushing attacks. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I think there are reasons to believe that the improvement we saw from the Chiefs defense in week, uh, the, the football's week, right, last week. Yeah. Can you carry over into this game? Um, and we've got guys that are healthier, right? I think Chris Jones probably going to play this week. Sounds like he's going to be back. Sounds like Ward's going to be back. Yep. Which would be huge. So and we'll have our, our full complement of corners. We'll have Chris Jones on the front four. Probably, potentially, playing defensive tackle again, which I think is going to be big because you need someone stuffing the run in the middle. I, I would probably like to see that move. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not heard anything directly from the Chiefs about like any like direct indication that's what they're doing. Have you heard anything? No. To I that effect? No, I know, and it'd be kind of surprising if they did, honestly. I think this is going to be one of those situations where the snap count tells the tale. Yeah. And honestly, I'd be fine with Chris Jones splitting time where he's defensive tackle on rundowns and then defensive end on passing down, something like that. Yeah. Maybe. If, you, if he wants to keep living this dream of his, that's fine, but we need him on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Our linebacking core now. I think Nick Bolton's continuing to develop. He's doing well in this rookie year. But then Willie Gay's playing and seeing significant time. I hope this is the first week like we see him on the field nearly every snap. Because yeah. that's, that's his talent level. He's a three-down linebacker. They were starting to work him in last week. So I don't know if it'll be like 100% snaps, but you might see around like 50 Yeah. And it's funny because he's, he's kind of made his name in the passing game. But I think he was doing pretty great in run support last week. He's actually a big dude. I, mm-hmm. I guess I kind of forgot how big he was. Like, what, 6'2", 250? I think he's one of our actually biggest linebackers. Yeah. On top of being one of the more athletic like, Yeah, super athletic. Um, also, um, I've heard a lot of this week that having Thornhill back in the starting lineup allows the Honey Badger to be more in the box, which is, like, where he thrives. Yeah, I'm a little confused by that. Again, I'm not a big X's and O's guy, but mm-hmm. apparently... You got like a deep safety that's playing, you know, behind everybody. Yeah. 
And then one that's kind of more up in the box can help with the run a little bit more. Well, that's just like free safety, strong safety, right? Yeah. 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 Well, if you want to get all technical on us. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess it, it allows uh, Matthew, instead of having to play in the back, in the free safety position, he can kind of come up and play the strong safety position. And I think that's more suited to him. Yeah. Because he's really good about making plays in the backfield. You just can't do that as a free safety. Yeah, I think you want him blitzing and potentially playing the run or covering linebackers, something like that. He's more covering, covering tight ends. You should not cover linebackers. <laughs> he's one of our best um, blitzers, I think. Yeah, yeah he is. Um, I think that, like, I'm not worried about necessarily, especially if Ward's back in there, I'm not worried about the secondary. I'm not terribly worried about linebackers. Um, I am worried about the pass rush because that's just been something we have not been able to solve for all year. It's true, but let me counter with, we have not yet had a full game of Frank Clark and Chris Jones playing together at the same time. That's actually kind of hard to believe. Yeah. I think there was maybe a bit of a game in there before uh, Chris got hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. But this could be the first full game, so maybe that'll start to turn around for us. Yeah, I've kind of given up on like ancillary pieces on the line getting pass rush because um, it feels like it's not in the real house. But Chris Jones and Frank Clark, it would be interesting to see uh, those two at defensive end. If you've got corner, like pressure coming from both sides and you have to choose which one you try to take care of, which you get bit by. So maybe we get a little bit of that. Another, another thought on defense, too, is that so much of what has hurt uh, the Chiefs' defense are seems like run plays outside the tackles just kill us because mm-hmm. we're not good at containing. Um, but that's really not what the Titans like to do. They're much more like to run in between the tackles, get Derrick Henry running downhill. So I think, it, I think it's actually not a terrible matchup for us. Do you think the Titans will be super crazy motivated for this game, or will it be a bit of a letdown after they pull off the upset against the Bills? Um, it's hard to judge. I think it will be a little bit of an up to, a letdown because if you just watch that game, you can kind of tell like they were playing with a lot of emotion because it was a primetime game. Um, they're playing against who most people would think at the time was the best team in the AFC. Yeah. So it was kind of a let's prove ourselves kind of game. And they're a very physical football team, very big football team, just across the board, offense mm-hmm. and defense. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be up for this game as well, but it is kind of hard, you know, having having two really tough opponents back-to-back like that will be tough, especially on, you know, a little bit of a shorter week for them. Yeah. What do you think is the like the season prognosis for the Titans? What How far do you think they make it this year? I think they'll win the division. Well, that's – they kind of got to fall on It's a bit of a given, but I think yeah. the Colts are actually – they're starting to pull themselves together a little bit. Okay. Um, but I still think the Titans will win the division, and I don't know. They are kind of one of those teams that you don't really want to see in the playoffs because when Derrick Henry gets going, it's just really hard to stop him. Yeah, and they made it a couple of years ago, so i got to give them credit for that. I, I tend to think of the Titans being one of those teams where they'll they'll go as far as their quarterback can take them, and Tannehill's not the Super Bowl-caliber type quarterback. Uh, I would... I would maybe disagree with you there. I, I would say that they will make it as far as Derrick Henry can take them because I think their offense really works through him. And then once you get him cooking, then you can really kill teams with the play-action passing. Yeah. So I guess I would just focus but, more on him. But Derrick Henry can be shut out a little bit. He can. He's a. We were talking about this during the game on Monday night. Mm-hmm. He's really not a short yardage kind of goal line type back, which is surprising because he's so big and so heavy, but he really is a guy that, you know, we make fun of like, or not make fun of him, but we joke about how he's like a freight train, Mm -hmm. but he is kind of like that, how it takes him a a little while to get going and you can stop him if you stop him short. It's whenever he like gets to that second level and the third level, that's when he just absolutely kills you. Mm -hmm. So you can't let him, can't let him get like a full head of steam. You got to take out his legs and stop him before then. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the the personnel on both sides of the ball is not that different than the 2019 AFC Championship game. No. So I feel like the like, unless they do something drastically different, which would be out of their nature, um, the Chiefs have the the playbook to try to shut down the Titans' offense. Yeah. Um, now whether that gets executed this year, I mean, it's it's been a weird year in terms of the same personnel underperforming. Um, but we've got a relatively healthy team 
Um, and it seems like we've taken care of the problems we needed to in terms of switching out personnel and upgrading personnel. So I, I actually feel I'm talking myself into feeling decent about the Chiefs defense versus the Titans offense, which obviously means they're going to run for 300 yards. But Well, we will see. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Any other thoughts on the Titans game? Um, I will say just kind of from uh, the Chiefs' perspective, it is an important game. It looks like a much tougher game than I thought it would be mm-hmm. like two weeks ago whenever they were losing to the Jets. Um, and I think it's an important one to win because if we don't win this one, then I think we'll start to get viewed as kind of like this yo-yo team. Yeah. That, you know, wins a week and then loses a week and we're kind of going to do that till the end of the season. Yeah. And our schedule works up like that where it's like we have a really tough opponent every other week for the next month or so. Well, you know what we said earlier is like if you if you beat the, or beat the bad teams and lose to good teams, that means you're an average team. Yeah. Um, hopefully the Chiefs are better than that. Uh, the Titans, I feel like they – you mentioned they're kind of inconsistent like the Chiefs are this year. I feel like the Chiefs, like their game against the footballs, is probably indicative of their talent level, right? And that's probably been the rest game of the year, maybe the Eagles. Um, but the game, the Titans game against the Bills, I feel like that's an outlier. That's like the upper end of their range. Yeah, I think that's that, that's like, The Titans probably fall somewhere in between nearly losing to the Jets and beating the Bills. Yeah, they're just all over the place. Um, but that said, you know, you said this is an important game. They're all important games from here out. They really are. We, we really can't afford to have the, the show up and kind of act dumb and like we didn't really plan to play today kind of game. We've gotten all those out of the way. It's, it's, it's all work from here out. Our, our margin for error as far as our win and loss yeah. is um, kind of gone right now. If we went to win the division or even have a shot at the one seed. Mm-hmm. So it really is like you just, I don't, I don't expect us to win out, but we have some tough games coming up. So whenever you have a game that's winnable, you got to get it done. Yep. This feels, it feels winnable to me, honestly. They're, oh, they're, a good te- they're a good team, but I think it's winnable. I think we'll be, I think we will be favored by a little bit, not much. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a tough, uh, hard fought game for us. I think we pulled out in the end though. I think so too. I think we win by two scores. Any, you want to give a score position, score prediction? Chiefs thirty four, Titans twenty four. Are you serious? That's exactly what I was going to say. Wow, <laughs> consistency. I was like, this feels like a ten point game. <laughs> and you don't want to get, you don't want to say thirty five because then it's like, oh, well, we're not going to score all touchdowns. We want a field goal or two yeah. there. So, all right. Well, at least we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, any other preview thoughts for the Titans? Uh, oh, I have a couple of keys to the game here. All right, Jim, got the keys to the game. All right, all right. Thanks. Uh, what's it, what's his uh, name? Nance. Yeah, this is the. Is uh, this is the uh, Pepsi keys to the game. <laughs> brought to you by Kia. <laughs> all right. Thanks for that intro. Yeah. All right. My keys to the game are all don'ts. So these are things to not do. Things you should not do. Yes. Don't okay. get don't get it twisted. Don't do this thing. Yeah, don't do these things. Number one, don't let Derrick Henry take control of the game. So don't let him just run all over us to the point where that's all their offense has to do. Man, this feels like just like the Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan. No, this, okay. is, this is the perfect plan. The blueprint for being the Titans. Don't let Derrick Henry don't, don't, control the game. Yeah, okay. Number two, mm. kind of related to this, don't bite too hard on the play action. Boy, that's important because we've had a very reactive defense at this point. It's going to be a toughie. Yeah. Our, we love biting on face. Our defense is kind of like a toddler that's like two years old and never seen magic before. <laughs> and then you see like the little, you know, magic card trick and it just blows their mind. Like, oh my goodness. What? They were going to pass it. They were going to hand it off and they passed it. That's not fair. How did they do that? Yeah. So don't bite too hard on the play action. And then one for the offense, and this one's real simple, don't turn the ball over. Boy, these are some great keys. If you just you don't to. turn the ball over, this offense is the best in the league. So just don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I would argue it's the best in the league, even with all the turnovers we had, mm-hmm. based on that points per drive stat. So if we didn't do that, it would be amazing. Yep. So yeah, that's the, the keys to the game. Can I add a key to the game? Please do. Don't lose. Don't, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like, you that's, know... That's some uh, Booker McFarlane At, at the right end there. of the day, what you really need to focus on is winning the game. Yeah. See, the thing is, the Chiefs need to score more points than the Titans. If they can do that, they will win the ball game. Well, it's going to make it way easier, at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So much harder to win. It's that easy. This is the kind of analysis you come here to get <laughs> only from the Chiefs Bros podcast. Okay, we have previewed the Titans. Um, and we kind of snuck a little bit into a discussion of the AFC playoff picture. Um, but do you have some thoughts about the rest of the AFC that you'd like to go ahead and fire off? I do. Uh, can I do my frauds thing now? It seems like you're just kind of sitting on this. So, yeah. Okay. Let's get it out. Um, I've been sitting on some eggs for a while now, like a mother hen sitting on a you know, just clutch of eggs. Just cooking them eggs? Yeah. And I need to get them out there. So... Basically, I think there are a lot of teams right now that are not as good as people think that they are. And I am labeling all of these teams as frauds. So I just I just made a list here of all the different teams that I think are frauds. Okay. And I'm just going to fire them off. I might defend a little bit, but I just need to get these takes out into the universe so that, you know, everyone is aware whenever I'm proven right. Mm-hmm. All right. The first three are really easy. Uh, the Broncos... They've already been shown as frauds. Is anyone calling them good anymore? No. Okay. No. That was, I was on that right from the beginning. Before the season even started, I was like, they are frauds. And yeah, they are. Uh, The Raiders, I think they're frauds as well. I think they had that like one game burst of energy. Yeah. Might might lead to two games, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to fall off hard here at the the end of that group. Yeah, that kind of felt like a win-win for the Gipper kind of game. It, It cracked me up so much that... All of these NFL analysts suddenly thought that John Gruden was a terrible coach because, you know, he had some bad tweets or whatever. Yep. Uh, that was just kind of funny to me that they're all like, oh, yeah, we never believed in him. Never thought he was a good offensive play caller or anything like that. Well, I mean, does anyone think a team's improving because their head coach got fired in disgrace? Oh, there are definitely there, – I've seen some some takes to that regard. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think they're frauds. Uh, the, the next ones, they get a little more interesting. The Chargers, I think, are frauds, and actually have a good reason for this one, mm-hmm. as I do for all of them. Mm-hmm. They have been winning a lot of close games on the back of some really risky fourth down mm-hmm. decisions, and it's been going in their favor pretty much all the way up until the Ravens game, where it did go in their favor, and they got blown out. What do you call that whenever uh, whenever kind of like you've had a lot of good luck and then it starts to go uh, I believe the, the technical term for that is statistical normalization. I think it starts with an R. Mm, nope. We don't use right. the R word on this podcast. Okay. Trying to say anything offensive to me, please. I don't want to be problematic. Um, yeah, I mean, they got completely housed by the Ravens. Um, I think I think that anytime you got like any of the young wonderkins, like Sean McVay or Brandon Staley now, um, I think you got to get the league a little bit of time to adjust to them to see if it's like really real. I know the Rams look pretty good this year, but they had some some rough past couple of seasons after they lost in the Super Bowl. In part because I think well, Sean McVay got figured out. Well, and similar to also he's playing with Jared Goff as his quarterback. <laughs> similar to uh, McVay, uh, Brandon Staley has kind of become like the little darling boy of analytics Twitter. You boy, which I you know me and analytics Twitter are longtime arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. So, by association, I now have to root against him, yeah. which is tough because I actually do think he's a good coach. Well, also, he plays in the division the Chiefs do, so yeah. you should root against him. Yeah, and I like Herbert. I think he's still a good quarterback. I think their offense is way too predicated upon fourth, crazy fourth down conversions and converting a whole lot of third longs. Mm-hmm. So, basically, I think they're, they're putting way too much pressure on Herbert to convert all of these. And if he ever if he has like an off game, they lose. Period. Yeah. Frauds. Yeah, frauds. All right, these next two, these next three are tough. This is the extra spicy takes? This, this is real spicy. Okay. Everyone, make sure you're sitting down. Cardinals, Ravens, Cowboys. All frauds. I think you just listed three of the better teams in the league. I did. I okay. just picked the best, or record-wise, the best team in the AFC and the best team in the NFC, and they are both frauds, Andrew. You know what they say, the bigger they are, the harder they fraud. Yeah. Now, I should note that there is a question mark behind Cowboys. Cowboys? So, yeah, that that's an important distinction. It's more of a, like, are the Cowboys frauds? I think they might be. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't feel as strongly about the Cowboys being frauds as I do the Ravens and the Cardinals. Yeah, usually, like over the past thirty years, the question—if the question is, are the Cowboys really good? The answer is no. No, they're not. Yeah. Now, the only thing that would make me feel a bit better about them is that the way that they're winning this year is much more sustainable than past years. They're playing a much more balanced um, football game than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. And their offensive line is really good. Anytime they've got an offensive line that's that's really good, that's like the most sustainable offensive thing yeah. ever. I mean, their offensive line's always been pretty good, at least in the modern, over the last couple of years. It, um, it got injured to death last year. But yeah. Well, that's my concern with the Cowboys, is that they usually have some pretty bad injuries, like guys like Dak Prescott or Leighton Van Der Esch yeah. or something. And they haven't this year. Yeah, not it's, really. It's always random, really. So I mean, outside the Chargers and the Eagles, if they can get a couple of injuries and survive that and keep playing well, then maybe I'll start to think they're for real. Yeah, and I some of the things they've been doing on defense, I don't think are sustainable. Like uh, Trayvon Diggs, I think is his name, has had like an absurd amount of interceptions. Like he's on pace to break the record, isn't he? Yeah, which I mean, maybe he's a ball hawk, but you know, nobody's that good at intercepting the ball. Well, at a certain point in time, you just stop throwing his direction. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't think their defense will keep it up, but I think their offense is quite good. Now you're going to have to sell me on the Cardinals being frauds. Okay. This one's a little bit more of a gut feel. Mm-hmm. For one, I mean, they, they're the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cardinals is a bird. Birds don't play football. Yeah, bird teams are terrible this year. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some other points, I swear. Their quarterback is very short. Very short. Now, Kyler Murray is really good. I think he might win the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. But the reason I think they're frauds is I don't really believe that their offense is sustainable. Because I, I think I was talking to you this earlier in the season, how their offense is mostly like they call a play, the play doesn't work, and then they go scramble drill. Yep. So, like, their whole offense is based off of scramble drill, which is working now, but eventually someone's going to figure out a way to stop that. Yeah. And I don't – I think their rushing attack's been okay, but not, like, dominant. I could not tell you who their running back is this year. And their defense has been playing much better than people expected. Mm-hmm. I also, though, if you look at their schedule, I think they keep catching teams at the right time because they played the Titans week one, and the Titans were having all sorts of issues, blew them up. Right. Um, let me pull up some other ones. And then they just played the Browns when the Browns were super injured. So I don't – I don't really buy that as a legitimate win. Yeah. So yeah, it's it is more of a gut feel. I don't really have any, you know, statistics or anything too specific to point to, but I just don't really I'm not really buying them as a series contender. Yeah, I don't have any hard reasons for believing that, but I'll tell you two things that make me think they might be frauds. Go on. One, much like the Buccaneers, they are an older team, like based on built on some veterans like JJ. Is JJ, JJ, Watt, JJ Watt, AJ Green, AJ Green, Donner Hopkins, now Zach Ertz. Um, yeah, that's true. I, it, they are a pretty. They're old they're, they're kind of like a marriage of you got the, a young, uh, you know, kind of a phenom in Kyler Murray, uh, but then the kind of a, an aging core of veterans around him. And so I don't. Sort of I don't really believe in Cliff Kingsbury either. That was that's my second thing is Cliff Kingsbury got fired from Texas Tech. Yep. You can't tell me he's a good coach if he got fired by Texas Tech. I, I just I don't really know what would have happened this year where he made a meaningful contribution to the trajectory of this team. Yeah. So like, to sum up, I think they've been winning a ton of games based off like catching teams at the right time. Yeah. And Kyler Murray just being an insane, absurd talent that no one's really figured out what to do with yet. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of you could take almost all those factors and apply it to the Ravens. It would be similar. Yeah. So I kind of feel the same way about Lamar. They also keep squeaking out these really close wins. Some even against teams that are not good. Like they had a crazy close game against the Lions, mm-hmm. and their their run game hasn't been good. That's kind of like their basis of their offense, and they've been just kind of like flying by the seat of their pants with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that's going to continue to happen. Yeah, I will say. So I'm I'm kind of a known hater on on the Ravens and, really? and Lamar. I didn't know that. Uh, he has impressed this year in some time, in some cases. He's he's had like game three storm for like four hundred yards. So now he'll still make the bonehead mistake pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I 
I just feel like the Ravens are one of those teams that's built to beat good and okay and bad teams, but not be not built to beat great teams. That's why they almost always run up a, a great regular season uh, record and then get in the playoffs and, and get snagged somewhere just because they've got to actually play an elite quarterback or an elite offense or elite team to start to stumble. Yep. And that's going to be – that's going to follow them until they actually do it. Yep, I agree. I mean, I think they have one playoff win in the Lamar era, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy because uh, whenever you look at how successful they've been during the regular season – uh, with Lamar, my problem with him, he is a crazy, insane talent, similar to Tyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, my problem with him is, like, you have quarterbacks that are streaky from game to game. Like, Kirk Cousins, I think he, like, flips a coin to decide whether or not he's going to be a top 10 or a bottom 10 quarterback and started for, like, every game. That's okay. Lamar is streaky within games. It's like he strive. He's like, should I be good or bad? Yeah. he. I swear, at the start of every game, he for, he forgets how to pass the football. And then at the end of every game, he figures it out and he learns over the course of the game how to pass the football yeah. every single game. He is very consistent with the passing game. He's so um, consistent. I, I think Lamar is like – Lamar is to running the ball at his quarterback as Mahomes is to passing it, where it's like this guy can do things that we didn't even think was possible. It's impressive. He's a, gen- he's a generational running quarterback. Things that no one else can really replicate. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I still think he is a liability in the passing game. And their defense is – it's not bad. It's not, like, Chiefs bad, but it's not good. The fact they're not as good is, like, there's teams like the Ravens and Steelers and Bears who you're always going to overestimate how good their defense is just because of that team and its history. Yeah. Which, I mean, the Steelers, I think, have the best defense in the league, and the Bears are really good as well. Yeah. The Ravens, they're a little more like the Seahawks. We're seeing their, like, their defense is fraud. Yeah. I, well – yeah, I don't know if anyone's out there like, oh, the Ravens' defense is awesome. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm just not really – I'm not really buying the Ravens. I think, again, they've played a lot of really close games and they've had a lot of insane Lamar performances to win those games. And if that – similar to Kyler Murray, if he drops off even like 10%, they're, they're going to start losing a lot of games. Mm-hmm. So that is why the Ravens are frauds. Frauds. All right, I got a few more that are actually really easy. Frauds? Yeah. Is the third of the league a fraud in your mind? Is it? Um, no, just about an eighth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Patriots. They are frauds. Who's, who's saying the Patriots are good? Patriots fans. Well, yeah. Patriots fans are delusional. Delusional. Yeah. They think that they are still the Patriots of Tom Brady era. They are not. You are not special anymore, I Patriots. Mean, it's not just they don't have the same quarterback. They don't have the same defense. Yeah. No, their defense is not good. But what I've heard from Patriots fans is they've they've lost a couple of close games, and they think in their mind we're just like a nice edge away from being like a five and one team. So they still think they're like this close to being a you know good playoff caliber team, and they are not. I think the best case scenario for the Patriots this year is that they make the lowest wild card spot. Yeah, that's like that's the absolute ceiling, and I don't think they meet that. And even if they, they, they did, the I think they'd get rolled in the first game. No, they're they're not good. Their their wins have come against. Hold on, let me look it up. Was it the Jets? I mean, they played the Jets this week. So go ahead and chalk up another win. She's Bros research. Next gen stats. Brought to you by Kiha. All right, here is the Patriots season so far. They lost to the Dolphins. Off of a fumble, similar to our game against the Ravens, but they lost the Dolphins. The Dolphins, yeah. The Dolphins, the putrid Dolphins. Then they whooped up on the Jets. Congratulations. As one does. I could beat up a three-year-old, but I'm not bragging about it. <laughs> then they got hammered by Jameis Winston and the Saints. Which, don't know how to feel about that one, but okay. And then they lost a close game to the Bucks, which might sound impressive, but the Bucks. Secondary was completely depleted. Mm-hmm. It was super rainy. They couldn't even perform their offense. Antonio Brown was dropping touchdowns all over the place. That's that's not a bold victory in my mind. Then they squeaked out a narrow victory over the Texans. The Texans. They should have lost that game if the Texans weren't so stupid and did a fake, fake punt. Yeah. And then they lost a close game to the Cowboys, which might be their most impressive loss of the season. But that was another 
kind of weird, wacky game at the end. Wait, so how many games? Have they won one game? They've won two games. They beat the Texans and the Jets. Congratulations, wow. Patriots. Okay, yeah. You are frogs. That does not feel like a playoff game to me. Nope. Who else is frogs? Um, the Panthers. And I have a frowny face next to this one because it hurts me to say it because I was like kind of excited about them this year. Mm-hmm. But the Panthers are frauds too. They're kind of similar to the Broncos where they, they had three easy games and then now they're playing tougher competition. Well, they're, I mean, as Christian McCaffrey goes, so go the Panthers, right? It's kind of true, yeah. It's just really tough to build your identity around one running back whenever running backs can get injured pretty easily. Yeah. So, frowny face next to the Panthers. Sorry, but you are kind of frauds. Uh, this one's got an asterisk next to it, the Vikings. The asterisk is reverse frauds. They are Whoa. better than their record indicates right now. I don't want to go too far with this, but basically, I don't know, people hate on the Vikings because their kickers can't make kicks and their Kirk Cousins and all that, but I actually think they're a decent team. I think they might sneak into the wild card in the NFC. So they are reverse frauds. And then my last one, real quick, I don't even need to explain this one, Odell Beckham Jr. Total fraud. He's a fraud. He has not been a good receiver in the NFL since 2016. He is a name, not a player. You know what's weird is it, it feels like he, and they keep, people keep saying, oh, well, he and Baker Mayfield don't have chemistry. It's like, if he's actually good, what do you need to do to make chemistry? Yeah, maybe he's Probably just bad. Do you need to hang out more? <laughs> do you need to have like couples therapy? I don't understand. Yeah, now he's, he hasn't been good in Cleveland. He wasn't good the last couple of years with the Giants. Yeah. So he had a couple of big seasons early in his career, and he had a couple of highlight catches, and he and he played for the Giants. That's why everyone knows his name, because he played for the Giants. So, I mean, once upon a time, I think he was a good player, but uh, he hasn't been in, like, five years. And if, if it was like any other team, if he had played for the Jags back in, like, 2016, mm-hmm. we would not have even heard of him. But because he played for a big market team, he was, like, a superstar. But no, he's just a name. Total fraud. Fraud. Would you like to add any to the list? Because that was an end of mine. Um, I mean, like I said, you call out half the league, so I don't know who's left to, to fraudulate. Um, Buffalo Bills. Frauds. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Frauds. <laughs> All right. Now you're just, you're just making fun of me. Los now. Angeles Rams. Total frauds. No. All three of those are in my legit column. <laughs> I don't know, it feels, it's very cathartic to take a good team and say that they're a fraud. It's, it's bold. It's kind of like a roller coaster where it's like, I don't know where this take is going to take me. It might, might be some ups and some downs. Mm-hmm. I felt, I, I made this list and then I saw like that day that the Chargers and Ravens were playing and I was like, okay, I'm going to be right about one of these and I'm, the other one's not going to look great. But yeah, that's, that's my fraud list. Okay. We will, we will come back to it later on in the season and see how right I was. That was extensive. Yeah. All right. A little round the AFC now? Yeah. I feel like, you, like I said, you already called half of them frauds, but we'll talk about the legit teams, too. Yeah. Let's do it. So I guess we'll just go division by division? Yeah. Rapid fire. Okay. Let me pull up the divisions. AFC South. Frauds. Ooh, start with the South? Okay. They're all frauds. Entire division of frauds. Uh, maybe we shouldn't call the Titans frauds right before we play them. No, frauds. <laughs> okay, which which division are we starting with? AFC West. Okay. Um, who do you think right now, gun to your head, wins the AFC West? Honestly, I do think it's the Chiefs. Oh, all right. I've come around on that team. We feel a, a lot better than we were a week from now. Well. <laughs> I just think you're seeing teams that are different, uh, head in different directions. Because uh, I think you're right about the Chargers' regression. Um, and I think you're, the Chiefs are starting to run into form. So it's a one-game gap right now. I think there's plenty of time for the Chiefs to close that. Well, one and a half game. Yeah, like I said. we got to beat them. That game's going to be very important. If we beat them again, then yeah, the tiebreaker goes away. Yeah, yeah. Um... What about Raiders or Broncos? Uh, they're both uh, hoping to build some momentum into next year. Yeah. Raiders, man, what a weird situation for them. 
because it felt like they were like just now reaching the peak of the John and Bruden era. Yeah. And then poof, all that goes up in flames. But see, even if like if Bruden was still around, uh, I think I'd still be calling them frauds because Derek Carr has been playing at a level higher than the rest of his career. When that happens to a quarterback in like your late twenties or early thirties or whatever, that generally tends to regress to the mean. Ooh. That tends to I'll stop using the hard word around me, it please. Tends, it tends to even out. That's, that's like a that's like a slur to me, like okay. non-analytics. Let me put this. Let me put this in terms you can understand. Uh, he will turn back into a pumpkin. Oh, okay. Now you're here. talking. Yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. Turn back into a pumpkin. Yep. Exactly. I agree with that. Yep. That's all I got on the Ravens. The Raiders. <laughs> Uh, what about the Chiefs? Do you think they're good? Time will tell. I heard their offense sucks now. Uh, they're good for the rest of the league. They're not good for them. Did you see that tweet uh, like halftime on Sunday? Someone was like talking about how to spot rack put up the uh, Patrick Mahomes contract. Yeah, I'm. I'm That's, glad that has been thoroughly lambasted by the league at large because it was just like, really, are we doing this? I think that that is like <laughs> a complete troll job. Yeah, like. I don't think they're serious about it. I think it's more like, let's do this and pretend like we're serious so we'll get attention. That's about on par with someone in the year 2021 being like, oh, Tom Brady's just a system QB. Yeah. That's about the same level of analysis to me. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, how about the AFC South? Frogs. Garbage. All of them. All of them? I also do like, like, I don't think any of those teams are good. I actually think the Titans will be good at the end of the year. Um, they've, they've had a really rocky start similar to the Chiefs. Uh, their defense has been real bad, so I don't know if they get that turned around. But I think they'll win that division, and I think they'll be a tough out in the playoffs. I think the Titans are a little bit like the Seahawks, where like, just their identity is going to lock them into mediocrity. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. They don't, they don't really have one of those... Um, I don't know what you want to call them, franchise quarterbacks. Definitely not. Quarterbacks that kind of like, you know, you're afraid to play. I feel like they are at the point where they're trying to talk themselves into Tannehill being a franchise quarterback. It reminds me of whenever I had to talk myself into Alex Smith or Matt Castle being a franchise quarterback. I'm just like, oh yeah, he, if you squint, he's just as good as these other guys. Not the case. Yeah. And you've seen teams get really far and almost win Super Bowls like that. Yeah. So like, think of like the 2018 Rams. Uh, with Goff, 2019 49ers, with Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can do that, and you can win a lot of games and get to the Super Bowl, maybe even win it, but your your margin of error is a lot smaller yeah. when you don't have that you know, killer quarterback. Yeah. The rest of the teams, I mean, the Colts got a little bit of something going with Carson Wentz, I think. I think the Colts are starting to put the pieces back together, and I think they they could be an okay team by the end of the year. It does feel like they're kind of similar to the Raiders. They're kind of like the peak of this era right now, and it's yeah. like, Ugh. I'll tell you this much. I think there's almost no chance that Carson Wentz finishes the year healthy because it's that, just yeah. never happened with him. It does just feel like a matter of time until he's out again. I'm not wishing on that in, on him, but I'm like, if I'm a betting man, he's going to be out for the season at some point. I think the best way I've ever heard Carson Wentz described is that he thinks he's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> And he does a lot of things that Mahomes does, but Mahomes gets away with it because he's an insane talent, and yeah. Carson Wentz just really isn't. Yeah. So he's like, no, I can do this. I got this. I'm the hero. I can do it. And then nope, he gets sacked and breaks both of his ankles. Yeah. I, I think the Titans win the division with a little bit of heat from the Colts. I don't think any of them are making playoff noise. All right. Let me ask you a nasty question. Good boy. Texans, Jags. Who's better? Why? That's the answer I told to that you, question. I told why. you it was nasty. This is a uh, gross question. Let me, let me come back. Uh, who cares? Okay. Jags, Texans. That's a good point. This is the most Thursday um, night bottom of the division. Ooh. Oh, gross. I'm thinking about it myself now. I can't answer either. Yeah. They're both really bad. I guess we know that the Texans are better, but... I think I'll, I'll have to go Jags because I think Trevor Lawrence, as bad as he's looked, is actually good. Well, and the Texans had Tyrod Taylor when they played before. Now they don't. Now they got Davis Mills. Which I means Urban Meyer, he, he's he's gone, gone, right? I mean, there's no way he's. Around. Oh yeah, I he's, think he's already pre-fired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I literally think Trevor Lawrence would just go to Shot Time and like, hey, get this dude out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next division? Um, let's do the AFC East. 
I think this one's pretty easy. Oh yeah. I don't I don't think any of these teams other than the Bills are any good. It's the Bills and it's kinda like what when the Patriots ran the NFC or the AFC East, where it's like, well they got the Patriots and then a bunch of bunch yeah. of jokers. Bunch of chuckleheads. Yeah. That's what it's like now. Except for one of those chuckleheads is run by the greatest coach of all time. The Jets continue to be the Jets. Not much needs to be said there. Um, Zach Wilson is Mr. INT. He is in over his head, that dude. Yeah. The Dolphins, oh man. I don't even know what to think about them because uh, yeah. they, were, they were a 10-win team last year. Can you believe that? Uh, only because I believe in Fitzmagic. Yeah, I really do think like Fitzmagic was what made that offense work. And now that he's gone and they got Tua slash, you know, Jacoby Brisket in there, mm-hmm. it's, it's bad. Well, okay, now, interesting topic here. They're trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. Man, I don't, I don't even know what to think about that. Because there's nothing actually preventing Deshaun Watson from playing right now. No, not like any specific rules. It would be an interesting thing, like, if say they trade for him tomorrow and they're like, he's going to start for us on Sunday. Mm-hmm. What happens? Does, like, Nadal uh, step in and be yeah. like, no, no, no? I, I, think, I think if that happens, there's an 11th hour suspension that comes in. For completely contrived reasons, where they're just like, "Well, we're the NFL, and we, you know, there's a situation, so we're not going to have him play." Well, it's a tough thing because it's not, it's not something that's been proven yet, but it's like he's under suspicion of yeah. some pretty bad stuff. So I don't want to get too much into it, but I think there's at least reason to believe he's a creepy dude. Oh, that's that's a. Yeah, that's right. that's confirmed, confirmed creepy. But I also like I don't like when the NFL can just kind of arbitrarily. Suspend players for no reason. And it feels like that's kind of what it would be like. Yeah, I mean, like we just we don't we don't want him playing because of this embarrassing situation, so we're gonna suspend him. It's in their contract. Like the NFL can do that if they want. Yeah. Anyhow, um, who else we got? Uh, again, the Patriots. I think they're frauds. I think they're like absolute peak is like a nine and eighteen. I could see Belichick just willing them to the playoffs. They're gonna win their games against. Well, they already lost to the Dolphins, but they'll win a couple more games against the Dolphins and the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, their schedule is actually pretty easy. But man, I just anytime they play an okay team that is competent, I think they're going to lose. Yeah. I just don't think they're good. All right, let's talk about the AFC North. This one's actually interesting to me. Yeah, this is the most interesting division I think outside of the AFC West. But you know, cheese. So, who do you think wins this division? This is hard to say right now mm-hmm. because of where the two teams are at. Um, but I think the Browns win it. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a little spicy. Now, it's tough to say that because and I will qualify it with the Browns might end up too injured to really be effective this year. So that's kind of my out is if, you know, if Mayfield misses a couple more games and the running backs keep being out, and they got tackles out. They're playing Case Keenum tonight. Mm-hmm. If that continues for a couple more games, they they might be out just by injury. But going into the season, I thought they would win the division. And um, yeah, if, if they were if they were healthy, I think they'd win. But no, no, forget it. I'll, I'll stick by the take. I think the Browns win. It's hard for me not to see the Ravens winning the division. Um, I honestly think that the like the Bengals are going to give them not not. In a record perspective, but I think the Bengals could be as good as the, the Ravens by the end of the year. The Bengals are certified frisky. Yeah. Frisky with a capital F. Like, I I am, I really wish that they played at a different time this week, because Bengals-Ravens is like, that's the game of the week to me this, this week. But they're playing at the same time as Chief Titans, so I can't watch it. Yeah. The, the Bengals almost made my fraud list as well, but I didn't want to do that just because it would have hurt me too much. Yeah, they're they're like this year's like fun team to me. Yeah, they're like kind of the up and coming. Like, hey, kind of like, like the uh, Bills used to be before they got really good. Mm-hmm. Or like the Browns, like, hey, look, the the Browns are actually moving around. They're, they're like pushing. a great team for like NFL hipsters. Yeah, always want to find the like upper comer. Like, ooh, the Chargers, they're good this year. <laughs> ooh, the Bengals, they're good this year. Like like gentrified Cincinnati. Yeah, although I will say, I know moral victories aren't a thing in the NFL, but they played. Uh, the Packers really, really close. Mm. If they had a better kicker, they might have won. So, oh yeah, that was the the uh, game where they each tried to lose on field goals as yeah. much as they could. So they're they're close to they're frisky right now. They're close to being a, a real team. Yeah, feeling dangerous. Uh, what do you think about the Steelers? 
the Steelers have the lowest ceiling of all those teams because their offense it is just not there. Yeah, it's like they they can't really move the ball in the run game because their offensive line is not great. Yeah, and Big Ben is just turbo washed at this point. And it makes me kind of sad just as a fan of football to see a defense as good as there be wasted. It feels like the last couple of years of the Bears defense. Because I really do think they had the best defense in the league. Uh, TJ Watt is insane. But, yeah, I just, if they ever give up more than, you know, 21 points, it's, it's game over for them. Because their offense just cannot keep up. And honestly, I think Big Ben, he's been bad so far. Mm-hmm. I think it only gets worse for him, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, traditionally, he fades as the season goes on. Yeah. So he started out pretty bad. Get worse. Yeah. I I think they'll be like a, about 500, maybe. I think they'll eke out a couple, a lot of close wins just because their defense is so good. But I don't think they're going to go anywhere in the playoffs, even if they make it. It's a weird world to think about the Steelers playing spoiler in their own division. It is weird. Yeah. It is very weird. All right. I think we covered them all. Yep. Uh, real quick, if you have to say right now, who do you think gets the one seed? Bills. Yeah, I know they lost the Titans. Yeah, I think Bills. I think they're gonna. Yeah, their schedule is or, so easy from here on out. Or the Ravens. Have the Ravens only lost once? Yeah, they're the leader right now, which is why it took some cojones to say that they were frauds. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, that they seem to do really well in the regular season, so I could see the Ravens. Um. You know, what? I almost wonder if it is. This is a this is a this is a take. Okay, you ready, you're ready for a take. Maybe maybe we can go out on this, but it's a different kind of game when you're playing a team in the regular season versus when you're playing them in the playoffs, right? Because in the regular season, you are trying to kind of keep roll with the punches, game plan for teams for a little bit, but you got to keep in mind it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Yep. When it's the playoffs, that is your sole focus is that team, and you are. Just moving heaven and earth to make sure you're ready to play that team. Yep, there's no tomorrow. I think whenever you're preparing your team generally for the season and kind of going through the rigors of the season, you probably don't have a whole lot of time to completely change around your defense to get ready for that spread option attack, Mm. right? Yeah. So teams probably are not really prepared to play the Ravens style of football during the season. The teams are very prepared to play for it in the postseason because then it becomes the entire focus. Once you really, really game plan, I think that's where you kind of get the, the, you know, the offense gets figured out kind of situation. And that's been borne out. I mean, they, like I said, they've only won one playoff game. The record's pretty abysmal in the playoffs, whereas they're great in the regular season. So I think it's like, yeah, if you got some time to focus on the Raven as one of 17 teams or one, one of 17 games you're playing, that's a whole lot different than like, this is my the team I have to play to advance. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that whenever you're, you're playing a team that's going all out and changing whatever they got to do to beat you that week, then I think they'll struggle a bit. And I think the exact same thing could be said about the Cardinals and their style of offense. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. So frauds. Frauds. That's the theme of this week's podcast. <laughs> Everyone's fraud, except the Chiefs, yeah. who might be frauds. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not frauds. We're not, our <laughs> record isn't good enough to be frauds. That's true. Like people be, are down. You have to have a winning record to be considered a fraud. Yeah. Well, except for the Broncos. I don't, I don't think anyone would call the Chiefs frauds. No, certainly not on this podcast. No, definitely not. All right. Any other spicy takes or previews or reviews you want to get out of the way before we sign off this week? I think that's all I got. All right. Emptied the chamber with all my frauds. Yeah. Chiefs Titans should be a good game. I'm excited about it. Yep. I think it's going to be a tough one. Um, it's going to be a physical game. Might get a little chippy. Mm-hmm. But I think we pull out a win at the end. Got to make sure we get the ice packs, so though, because. Tackle on a tractor, that's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. A little tractor seat up. All right. Everybody have a uh, good weekend. Enjoy the Chiefs game, and we'll talk to you on Monday or Tuesday. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.